Welcome back, Heavy Ham Villains. I'm Heavy Ham, and this is another episode of the Hamcast. In my last episode, we spoke about the 10 subspecies of Bigfoot, and I brought up the Devil Monkey. Well, today, as promised, we're going to dive a little further into that. Now, I will warn you, I'm just barely touching into the mystery that surrounds the devil monkey, the chupacabra, and the Jersey devil. Now, that being said, I keep to my word. I told you I would put out a little a little piece on this to keep your saliva glands moist and your curiosity wicking. So here we go. Real quick. However, there may be a lot of information out there on the devil monkey. The one source I went to for to uh, illuminate my my uh, paper was an article I found written by Brent Swenser. It was written back in June of last year, 2018. And Brett Swenser, if you don't know the man, he's a great guy. He's from coast to coast AM. He does a lot of really great research. He also goes out into the field quite often. Um, So you can count on his uh, homework, his research and stuff to be pretty credible. I didn't take, um, you know, I read pretty much all of it but I just pretty much stole some highlights from his article now that doesn't mean that's where my research is gonna stop this is just to kinda give you guys a teaser for the devil monkey I've also um, got some highlights of the chupacabra and a little bit of history for the Jersey Devil now I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that the Jersey Devil paper has information on it hear that that's the paper but the paper is actually blank I did read quite extensively up on the Jersey Devil and found out some pretty elaborate history about the Jersey Devil Um, so let's go ahead and just jump on into it Uh, the Jersey Devil before it was known as the Jersey Devil was known as the Leeds Devil Uh, back when, back in the Pines Barren area, uh, there was a rather notorious, famous, if you will, author and well-rounded businessman that was in competition quite a bit with Ben Franklin, um, with almanacs and whatnot. He was a Quaker, um, and he got a lot of ridicule and stuff for using astrology in his almanacs he actually got kicked out of his community for using the astrology um but his name was daniel leeds and that's partially why it was known as the leeds devil because according to the original legend daniel leeds third wife bore 13 children 12 children originally on the 13th child she cursed the child claiming it to be the spawn of the devil 
around her family and friends, gave birth to the child. The child came out being born of human stature, then sprouted wings, hooves, and a tail, and flew out into the night. Um, that's the original legend of the Leeds Devil. Um, the uh, Jersey Devil thing didn't happen until much later on, probably the begin of the 20th century, when it became synonymous with simply New Jersey. Um, People started calling it the Jersey Devil rather than the Leeds Devil because um, giving it complete credit to one woman seemed a bit um, political and um, ill repute, I believe the verbiage was in the reading that I used or read. So, there's that. Um, From what I gathered on the Jersey Devil, there was a lot of speculation as to how this creature looked. Of course, it has, um, according to the sightings, it has a goat-like head or a horse-shaped head. Some sightings state that they saw horns. Some state that they didn't even get a good look enough to see any horns does state that it had um, hooves but it could walk bipedal Um, what that means it can walk on its hind legs for a good extended amount of time um, or hop rather Um, in a lot of the sighting reports it was it would hop rather than walk which led me to believe that was more kangaroo-like than anything. Um, And some of the sightings seem to be along that line. Um, As far as tail sightings go, um, from what I gathered in my research, like I said, this paper is blank. I just, I'm going off a muscle memory here from the Jersey Devil. I've, I've looked into the Jersey Devil quite a bit from when I was a kid till now. Um, I don't recall very many other reports saying much about a tell. Um, there are some videos out there of the supposed Jersey Devil uh, that have since surfaced onto YouTube, and clearly you can see a tell on a few of them. So I guess the question remains, is the Jersey Devil... Um, something manifested out of sheer political scandal or is the Jersey Devil something that the community found and has been trying to cover up for a very long time. Um, the reason we're still up in the air about this one is because um, Daniel Leeds was married three times. 
both his second and third wife fell ill and um although he did have 13 children um nine from the first and four from the third um it wasn't until his 13th child that his 13th child actually took over his um i believe it was his 13th child i may be wrong about that i believe it was 13th son that took over the almanac business and ben franklin actually um used astrology in one of his almanacs to predict his son's death and um although his son didn't die until i think it was five or six years after that ben franklin joked around in his writings calling or referring to uh daniel lead's son as a ghost for a year for clear up until his actual death um saying that his he was writing as a ghost and it it did cause some turmoil around the community for not only daniel lead but his son as well so is there something actually out there in the pine barrens um possibly uh is the community just trying to sweep it under the rug that's possible um more to be told as i dig further and go deeper on that subject uh chupacabra was an interesting one to dive into but before we dive down that rabbit hole let's uh sweep on over to the devil monkey and the reason i bring up the chupacabra and go right into this will be very much apparent as like i said i believe the devil monkey may be an and the root cause of the chupacabra outbreak um so the devil monkey is reported to be about three to five feet in height reddish dark brown hair shaggy um, with thick hair around the neck. Um, sometimes it's tailless. Sometimes it has a bushy tail. And this, this right here is where I want anybody out there that hears this. If you've had a run-in with a devil monkey, you have a sighting, a video, a picture, anything of that nature, I encourage you to email me. Uh, my email is d ses61305 at comcast.net that's d c 61305 at comcast.net so if you have any kind of information that can you know clear up whether or not this thing has a tell or doesn't have a tell that'd be gratefully helpful Pardon me. Needed some coffee. Also, unlike its predecessor or its, uh, well, master, if you will, like I said, I do believe that um, it, the devil monkey could very well be the companion or pet to the Bigfoot. This is known to move on all fours, unlike 
not bipedal like Bigfoot, and is able to hop large distances, sometimes up to 20 feet in length. So it's got very powerful hind legs, much like a kangaroo. Now, I will, however, note that 20 feet in length, that's a pretty fair distance, but um, I've seen deer, I've seen elk, full-grown deer and elk, clear that distance from a running start and a leap. So, it's pretty a pretty fair assessment to say that a 20-foot leap If there, you know, I'd like to see this thing, if it's hopping, okay, 20 feet, is it running and hopping, or is it just hopping? So, I'd like to know that, too. So, if, like I said, if any of my listeners out there have any information regarding this, please email me. Um, once again... Uh, it's said to have kind of a baboon snout, much like the gugwi. Um, people refer to it as a bear in the face, or almost dog-like. Um, I would attribute this to the gugwi. Um, it's said to have claws and do almost... It's said to do whoops and whistles, and as most of you that tracker have done Bigfoot research, you know that those are somewhat Bigfoot vocalizations. So this is where I insert um, this little question here. Um, it begs the question, is this cryptid being created? And if so, by whom? And for what reason? Is the d devil monkey being created in a science lab somewhere and then being released to see what it's capable of? If it's not being created by the military in a science lab, is it be being created off-planet or underground by, no, I don't know. Um, nothing's off the table, right? I mean, that's what I say in the description of this channel. Is it being created underground by the lizard people is it being created off the planet by the tall grays or the tall whites and then being placed here to see how it reacts um maybe it's a hybrid species maybe it's a hybrid maybe dogman and the gugwi got it on <laughs> i mean we don't know until we we don't know until we know right um now that being said um, back in 1996, a lady by the name of Barbara Mullins got an excellent picture of one. I actually saved the picture on my phone so I could maybe try to analyze it a little bit, um, of something. I'm not saying it's one of these, but it was of something, something that was clearly unidentifiable by just that picture alone. Um... It earned her a spot in a book called Monster Spotters, um, along with a bunch of other people, but it earned her a spot in that book, and uh, I don't know if she got any more pictures, that was the only picture that I found um, that was actually attributed in this article, thanks to Brent Swenser. Um, 
I tried tracking down more pictures online, but it seems that they've all been deleted. So that seemed a little suspicious to me. Um, I don't know if anything came of that. You know, I'm trying to track down Barbara Mullins herself and find out if any tests were ever done to the corpse, if any DNA was ever uh, tested. Because I'd like to know what it turned out to be. It looked way too... It was way too shaggy to be a coyote, just so you guys are aware. I actually looked at the picture. Um, The hind legs were way too long, and the front legs were way too... uh, short to for that to be a wolf and the snout just it was way too disproportioned um now does that mean it couldn't have been mangled a little bit from being out there for a few days yeah it's possible but i would really like to know if there was any follow-up if there was any kind uh dna evidence or anything done aside from just pictures taken and questions asked so I'm trying to find that out. Um, also, we have a few reports, like I said, a courtesy of this article. Um, so, Devil Monkey actually started surfacing, and I find this really interesting. Um, the first surface of the Devil Monkey was in 1934 in South Pittsburgh and also in Tennessee. And then nobody heard from it for a while up until 1959 when a couple and their daughter were driving through Saltville, Virginia. And their drive was quickly interrupted by a large beast coming out of the woodwork to chase down their vehicle. The daughter claimed to get a pretty good look at this creature Uh, said it looked like a monkey with taffy-colored hair and a white blaze down its neck. Very well-muscled back legs and short front legs. A couple days later, I would like to also mention that while nobody was hurt, the beast did leave some pretty deep scratches and gouges in the vehicle. And a few days later on that same road, two nurses were driving the same in the same area and allegedly were attacked by the same creature their car uh, was a convertible they let out some wild screams which drove the creature wild and made him made it run away um luckily nobody was hurt in either incident um that was reported so and then uh you know the sightings carried on into the 70s again with the Barbara Mullins um, supposed evidence in the 96 there was a few sightings in Ohio in 2001 and that's as far as I've gotten as far as my research with the devil monkey I will keep you guys posted what I find out I'm hoping have a little bit more in the Barbara Mullins case just because I find that really interesting she's so far that picture seemed to be the most credible one that I've 
um, found. I'm sure there's more out there, but like I said, this is just kind of thrown together. It started last night. I fell asleep doing it. I picked up this morning. So, forgive me. Um, but, jumping right into the chupacabra. Now, this is why I did the devil monkey first. I want you to listen to the similarities here. Chupacabra. Now, chupacabra in itself, the actual name means goat sucker. That's actually a really awful name. And the reason it's called chupacabra is because it's it drains goats of their blood. Okay? Very seldomly chickens, but mostly goats for their blood. Now, before I even go any further, I'm going to flip over here to the back. Normally, I try to stick into one category of thing, but I couldn't help it when I heard that. It made me instantly think of the lizard people. Um, the lizard people drink blood. And this is why it made me think of the lizard people. Because the most common description of the chupacabra is reptile-like skin, said to be leathery, greenish, or gray, with pronounced eye sockets. Sound like somebody we might know? The lizard people, or the little grays that everybody says visit them on their farms? Cattle mutilations? Maybe it's not a coincidence, huh? The only thing that stood out that didn't fit that theory was but the legs that are fashioned to that of a kangaroo. Huh. Back over here. Able to hop large distances, 20 feet in length. Powerful legs like a kangaroo. And that's on the devil monkey. Okay. Now, another common description of the chupacabra was a hairless dog, claws, fangs, and pronounced spine ridge. Now, that's one of the conflicting things is because the devil monkey is actually said to be really shaggy. And the chupacabra gets mistaken for a hairless dog, which feeds tribute to this guy oh what's his name Radford Radford blames lividity and manged coyotes and overactive imagination on the chupacabra incidences now for those of you who don't know what lividity is that is when something dies and all the blood in the body floats to the bottom most part of the body and clots and so when you cut a body open it doesn't bleed it appears as if the body has been drained of its blood that's lividity mange coyotes have a disease caused by mites it feeds on the blood at the surface causing them to lose their hair 
causing them to look skinless and it would be a hairless dog now obviously their claws are going to be more pronounced their spines because they're starving their rib cages are going to look more pronounced so I think this uh, this assessment this hairless dog the claws the pronounced spine ridge that is a that is describing a mange coyote and I think that is sadly to say um, a misidentification I'm going to throw that identification for the chupacabra right out into the garbage I'm not even going to write that one take that one to the bank okay um, as far as Radford's idea as lividity and overactive imagination okay um, lividity may have something to do with some of these I've seen some of the photos as f that claim to be um chupacabra attacks um, some of these attacks have a couple of punctures in the neck but some I actually just got done looking at one of these attacks and we had I mean the farm the rancher had seven eight goats okay laid out the necks were cut open like sliced open almost as if somebody took razor sharp claws or a knife if you will and I know this is gruesome, and I'm sorry for the vul vulgarity here, but to their throat and bled them out. Um, lividity would not do that. Okay, there's was clear sign of blood being on the ground. There's clear sign of the animals being bled out. That's not explained away by lividity. Um, not to mention the fact that the two puncture wounds on the side of the neck could not explain a dog, even a manged coyote, biting an animal on the neck. Um, for those of you who have ever been bit by a dog or a coyote, you know that you end up with multiple bites on both sides of the neck, not just one. Um, if you've been bit on the hand, you know that dogs and anybody gets bit you end up with bite marks. Go ahead and experiment on yourself. Bite yourself, just right now, go ahead. You'll end up with bite marks. There's no way to bite yourself without biting both sides of where you're biting. It's impossible. And to leave just two teeth print. So somehow somebody is piercing just the jugular with two pierce marks. I find that interesting. Um, whatever's doing that. Um, so, now, the descriptions of this creature go all over the board. I mean, they vary very widely. They go from, let's see here, from an alien with spine, spiny ridges going out of its back to and razor sharp teeth to resembling a feral bear with disproportioned legs 
at the hind. One lady claimed the creature almost looked like a dog or a wolf and some kind of monkey had a kid. Kind of sounds familiar, don't you think? The devil monkey, maybe? I mean, if I saw something that looked like a wolf or a monkey had a kid, I mean, I'd probably lean more towards the devil monkey, maybe. Maybe she thought she was looking at the chupacabra and she really saw the devil monkey. So maybe that is a misidentification. Maybe she saw the devil monkey, not the chupacabra. Um, I'm going to have to follow up more on that particular sighting and find out where it was and what she really saw. If I can get a name or whatever. But, um... It is interesting, the similarities behind the underlying similarities between the devil monkey, the chupacabra, but it's also very, very familiar and creepy, the similarities between the chupacabra and the lizard people. Now, the chupacabra is said to come out at night and feed solely on the blood. It doesn't care about the body. It doesn't really take any organs. It just feeds on the blood. And according to the lizard people theory, they live underground. They're mostly nocturnal. And they drink blood. They live solely on blood. Now, that may seem a little far-fetched, but let me just dive into this. A lot of people think Chupacabra. They're like, oh, that's just a Mexican thing. Uh, no. The first reported sighting of Chupacabra was actually in Puerto Rico and has since then been seen in all the Americas, Central, South, and North America, even as far as Russia and the Philippines. So, it would be safe to say that if these things are traveling all across the continent, all across the globe, the safest way for them to travel, especially with pronounced eye sockets. If you have pronounced eye sockets, there is one very, very distinct thing about you. You're traveling in darkness. You have to see in pure darkness. So if you have pronounced eye sockets, you're traveling in pronounced darkness, where are you traveling? Underground. So if you're traveling underground and you have green, leathery, or gray, leathery skin, wouldn't that put you more in the category of lizard people? And maybe, just maybe, we're on to something here. Maybe the chupacabra is the lizard people. And maybe the lizard people, or the chupacabra, if you will, are what people of our ancestors of old were worshipping, like in Teotihuacan, when they were worshipping the snake gods. The feathered serpent. The snake kings. It makes you think. It makes you wonder. But we will keep digging into this. We will keep peeling back the surfaces. We will keep trying to unfold and ask the questions, what if? What is that lurking in the shadow? What is that crawling under the bed? Because you know what? Until we have the answers, until we unlock our minds... Until we stop following the herd to the slaughter, we will never fully know the truth.
I'm Heavy Ham, and I hope you enjoy. Until next time, stay vigil.